welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I am Gavin Goodwin. I'm your amateur. As you might notice, Chris isn't here this week. <laughs> so uh, we are joined by a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Garrett Caldwell. I'm also an amateur, so yeah, Am so Am Disc Golf Am Am Disc Golf. There's the title for the episode, Am Am Disc Golf. Uh, so Garrett, uh, why don't you let everybody know why you're here? Um, I'm here because I won the giveaway, guessing your score for the Trilogy Challenge at Creekside, I believe. Uh, I think so, yeah. So yeah. you got the Colleen grab bag. Yep, the Colleen and, grab uh, bag. It's a lot of good stuff. It's like three discs, some koozies, yeah, towels, some hats. Towels, stickers. I did cherry pick a little bit. <laughs> that is just fine. Yeah, but uh, I didn't take any of the discs, but okay. I did take a towel and I gave my wife a hat. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for being on the show today. So Chris is actually held up uh, with something that just kind of went later than he expected. We already had Garrett scheduled to come in. So this is a Garrett-centric episode. <laughs> and we're going to do a segment that we haven't done, but what, four times on the show because we don't have very many guests. So we're going to get Chris, uh, Garrett's disc golf story. Okay. So how did you start playing disc golf? Where did disc golf um, become a thing for you? So... I'll go way back. I first learned about disc golf when I was 11 years old, um, just playing at a park with a friend, had a little creek through it, found a Frisbee in it. I was kind of like wondering what was going on. And so me and him started throwing this disc back and forth, not realizing what it was. Was it a disc golf course? It was a disc golf course okay. at this park we were at and saw some guys playing through and so every once in a while we'd throw the disc and um going through high school every once in a while like with church groups or whatever we'd go out and play the course and nice where'd you grow up uh montana oh, billings okay. montana and so i knew what it was but i had only ever played played with a single disc high speed driver no idea what it was <laughs> just a driver just a driver couldn't throw up more than 30 feet yeah um, and would just throw and have fun and, um, kind of got better as I got older, just cause I could throw farther. Um, but didn't really think much of it. It was just kind of something fun on the side. Um, I found some discs without names on them or anything. And so I had my own little collection of like four or five. Just at the same park? Discs. Yeah. At the same park. There were two courses in the area. Okay. Um, one is super rugged, built into this cliff side. Um, their craziest course I've played to date still. Nice. Um, and I actually found out it's home of the world's longest ace. At like oh, what is the name of that course? some feet, Diamond X. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah. So yeah. like crazy top of the world shot, like 400 foot drop of elevation. Not quite like solitude hole 18 yeah, level. But I don't but think anyone's aced that. No, but still like crazy fun yeah. throw. Um, got back up there last summer and played it. But that was kind of all my disc golf experience until just about a year ago now. So I work at UVU, Utah Valley University, with their intramurals program. And there's a small disc golf course on campus there. And... Part of it was taken out due to construction of new buildings. And I was the only one on staff who even knew what disc golf was. <laughs> so I got put in charge of designing the course. 
and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I looked up online to see what was what there was. And I'm guessing there was no budget to like bring in a consultant. Or oh anything. no, there's no budget, yeah. no budget to put new tea pads in, no budget to do new baskets, nothing. It was what we had, had to work with it. Yeah. Um, but I looked stuff up and found the local disc golf scene Oh, down in Utah County, the Wasatch disc golf club Okay, and birdcage down there. And I went in and started asking questions they invited me to play with them. This was the end of May last year. So end of May, 2017. And so I took my few discs that I had, um, showed up, played doubles, uh, had a ton of fun, had a great partner who we actually won money. Doubles is a great way to oh, start. Yeah. And it's one of the only times I've won money playing doubles. I've, I've never won money, period. So. Yeah. But no, it was a ton of fun and I just got hooked and now I have probably over a hundred discs and I'm fully into the sport, compete as much as I can and nice. have a lot of fun. Do you play the course you design very often? Uh, every once in a while, a lot of times I'll go out and putt during like my lunch break. Okay. Every once in a while I'll actually play the layout. Um, it's over some ponds on campus. And so there's a lot of over the water shots where you can lose a disc. I went to school careful. there years ago, like more than a decade ago. I did a few years there. I didn't graduate from there. I transferred to the U of U. Uh, but I'm trying to think where that course is, where their ponds are. Uh, do you know where the baseball field is? It's uh, on the oh, very yeah, like south right by the freeway? campus. Yeah. Okay. So kind of I never made it over there because the baseball field and the school. There's two ponds with okay. like fountains. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. the course is around those ponds. Oh cool. And are you you're throwing over water a lot? Um yeah, about four or five of the holes you're throwing over water into little tiny landing zones. Oh wow. So it's a technical course. It's a short because but, of the water. It's technical. Yeah. Not a whole lot of trees. Not a whole lot of obstacles, but. I'll have the to landing zones are get tight. some cheap discs and go play that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so you reached out. So you didn't know how to design a course, and you just reached out to the local scene, which is a smart idea. Yeah, I reached out to the local scene. Actually, didn't end up getting much help designing oh, the course. Um, part of it was the restrictions that the school kind of put on me. Oh, okay, is I couldn't do any new basket locations. Oh, and no new because it had cement tee pads but I couldn't put in new tee pads. So you had to figure out like just, you just had to redesign redesign holes. from what tee to what basket. Yeah. Um, three of the new holes have just tee signs with just grass, not okay. even a, like a cement tee pad to throw from, yeah. but it's Which, a fun little, I don't course mind a and, turf tee pad as long as it's not like so over trafficked, but no. And the course isn't trafficked at all. Yeah. Um, there's a small group of students kind of trying to get something started at UVU, but it's still not big yet. So That's, hopefully it grows. The course that was here at the University of Utah, um, which they just took out a bunch of the holes. I saw some people playing today. I don't know how many holes are still there. I need to go play it again. But I think there's like three or four holes left. Um, so I see people just playing on their lunch break, basically. Um, but... There, I didn't see ever a ton of students there, like people that looked like they were regularly playing, which kind of bummed me out. I would see lots of people there. It was like, oh, it's our first time out trying this. Like the frat wanted to go, went and played disc golf for the night. Uh, but it was, um, it wasn't, 
I would see the same like four or five people there, but I wouldn't see like groups of new people. Like some of the other courses around here, there's people that just stay there constantly. And I'm kind of surprised that students don't get more into it, but I'm thinking back to when I was a student and I certainly didn't play any disc golf. So I should have. Yeah, no. Um, as a student, I didn't stay on campus much. I didn't either. Like I found reasons to get off of campus. Yeah, I never lived on things. campus. I never. Yeah, and then I got married when I was still an undergrad. And yeah, yeah, my wife went to a different school, so there was no reason to to stay on campus. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to the show and you're still in school and you're near around campus, uh, let me know. I'm curious to see if there's like any kind of scene for disc golf at some of these campuses. I know there's like collegiate tournaments and stuff, so I guess there's something, but it's good to know that there's some kids trying something at at UVU to get it going. Yeah, no, it's good. And we did a little event at the start of the school year and probably had about five, 10 people who were brand new, had to borrow our discs to go out and play. And that's great. Had about five to 10 other people who brought all their own stuff and were experienced players. And do they rent discs? at the school um we'll check them out for free oh, as nice. long as they're playing our course yeah and if they're taking them off campus to play a different course we'll rent them out for like a dollar or two yeah super cheap just get them out playing yeah like we Very try to do cost. all of our stuff as yeah. inexpensive as possible whether it's disc golf or whatever we offer no i love that about universities yeah <laughs> just go get stuff cheap yeah um well that's great that's really good uh so this is something that I'm just probably uh, a little too narcissistic about. I'm not going to say I'm a narcissist. I know real narcissist. I don't think I am one. Uh, but I'm endlessly fascinated about how people find this show and, and start listening to it. And that the fact that people like the show and listen and write in just blows me away. And I'm, I think it's so uh, – it's just rad to me that, that people actually care about this thing that we're doing. So how did you find the show? Um, so I found it through Facebook, just I'm on part of both the Wasatch Disc Golf Club page and the Salt Lake Tunnel Runners page. Okay. And so I saw it posted on there right when you guys started up and I thought it was a cool idea. I had been listening to um, the, oh, which podcast is it? Answer Man. My or... mind goes like, yeah, Disc Golf <clears throat> Answer Man. Okay. So I had been listening to that podcast every once in a while, and I saw you guys were starting one up. I was like, this is sweet. I'll listen to them, see how it is. And I've listened to probably every episode since then and never written in, never had anything to write in about, really. And now you're on the show. Now I'm on the show, so. <laughs> you can write in next week and be yeah. like, who's that guy? <laughs> um, so I'm... Are you married? I am. Just got married a couple weeks ago, September 1st. Okay. What does your wife think about disc golf? Uh, she calls it my other girlfriend. Did, so Has she ever played? I've gotten her out a couple times to throw. Not really her thing at all, but... Um, she does it because she likes you and you yeah, like this. She likes me. She likes being outdoors. So there's been yeah. a few times where we'll like go to a park, throw some holes, and just kind of hang out, but... Yeah, because I didn't get into disc golf until 10 years of marriage. And uh, my wife is very supportive of me, like, having a hobby and getting outside, getting some exercise and having something to do. But she just, she she really doesn't get it. Like, Oh, no, that's exactly And it. I don't either. Like, it's, 
I love it. I love playing disc golf. I keep my discs in my car all the time. I play as often as I can. And uh, there's other things that I like to do. Like I like to hike. I like to mountain bike. But I think, well, I could go for a hike, but then I couldn't go play disc golf. (laughs) No, I'm right there with you. Like I try to plan camping trips around disc golf and just different things like when we were planning our honeymoon, I was looking, I'm like, are there disc golf courses close by? Where'd you go on your honeymoon? Yellowstone. Oh, uh, I don't know. Are are, there? No, there are disc golf courses. We ended up being busy enough. I didn't go play. That's and I good. didn't really miss it. Like, Did you bring discs? I did. I had six discs, just yeah. something real small that I could throw in my <laughs> luggage and take with me. But Yeah, I, I love Yellowstone. Yellowstone's awesome. Oh, it's so gorgeous and had a great time, but yeah, no, my wife doesn't get it. It's always funny if I come home with more discs or I have two baskets now at the house and just everything. And she just, she, she supports me. She lets me go do my thing. And yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. No, it's awesome that I got to come here tonight. Cause I realized after I agreed to be on the show that today's my wife's birthday. Oh no. Yeah. You should have canceled. Uh, I asked her, um, she had to work anyways. Oh, okay. We're celebrating Saturday. Okay. Um, so she wasn't upset about it, but she I asked her, I'm then? like, uh, she doesn't work nights, but oh. she was just, she knew today would be busy and oh, hard okay. and we okay. weren't going to do a whole lot anyways. So <laughs> what's her name? Jeanette. Happy birthday, Jeanette. Happy birthday. Yeah. No, I asked her, I'm like, should I cancel? And she's like, no, go do it. I'm just going to be sleeping. Oh my gosh. So. That, uh, so I have a good wife. <laughs> you do. Um, that is crazy that today is her birthday. Um, I'm just telling her happy birthday. I remember that I just uh, told another listener, Ray Brown, that uh, I would shout out her daughter, Peyton Brown, because she sunk a 70-foot putt. Oh, so, nice putt. Yeah, and he sent a picture of, of that in the basket. I mean, there's no proof there. It's yeah. just a, a disc in a basket, but but uh, still, 70, 70 feet, that's a long putt. That's no joke. I've, I'm excited yeah. when I hit one from like 25, 30 feet. Oh, yeah. Like outside of 15 I'm excited feet. when I get tap-ins, <laughs> like consistently. You know, when I'm three feet out and I'm not, not missing. <laughs> oh, I feel you. There's times like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so your wife's pretty understanding, which is great. Um, I... When you're saying that you plan trips around disc golf, um, I absolutely do that now. Like if I'm going on a vacation, I will look up where are the courses and and where can I play. Um, There's a very good chance that for a month next year, my family's going to be living in London, England. And um, with my wife's work, you know, that we'd we'd be going over there for a while. And I... (laughs) The, the night that I found out, like, hey, this is actually probably going to really happen, I started Googling Disc Golf London, and I found a course that's a 50-minute, like, tube ride for, from from the town that we'll be staying in, and I'm going to look for some other ones. But um, now I'm in my head trying to think, all right, bringing my whole, like, commander bag isn't probably a good idea when I'm going to have three kids on the plane and being able to carry them, so... What discs do what I need to bring? What discs do you need? And... What discs should I bring? And I don't know. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, um, so um, go ahead. Kind of going with that. So I went to my cousin's wedding 
this spring and or not my cousin's wedding. I stayed at my cousin's house. Um, it was just a friend's wedding in Texas. And going down there, I had think like, okay, I have room in my luggage because I found some disc golf courses. Yeah. And I had room in my luggage for a small bag. And so I'm like, okay, need a limit to like six to eight discs. Yeah. What do I bring? And I wasn't ready to throw at sea level. You've played at sea level. I know. Just a handful of times. Yeah. Your course. It's different. Yeah. Like it's really different. And I I know. And I beginners who aren't used to like the differences in altitude. Yeah. And I can't quite figure out what the, what to do with that is. So I don't know. I'm definitely going to take my Emac. Emac's a great one. And I probably take at least one putter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my suspect, I'd probably take my harp because that thing's just magic. Um, and I don't know. I might do like probably like a turn and a strike to drive. That's oh. six discs. Yeah. That's stuff. Those that I might like be for. a little flippy at sea level. They might be, but... huh? They probably would be, huh? Okay, so my Maverick definitely. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's a this it's is a, a tricky one. Yeah. No, like. I was trying to think, I try to think about that. Like, okay, if I'm limited, cause normally I carry like 20 some discs and I only use eight of them, but yeah. I feel like I have to have all 20. I just started carrying like 17, 18 and I'm like, okay, this is good. I have a little bit of room in my back. <laughs> yeah. But when I have to narrow it down, I'm like, okay, what do I need? Well, I need a putter, need an approach disc, which for me is the AVR X3. Okay. Need the mid-range, so for me, it's the Rock 3 or an Emac Truth, kind yeah. of that neutral mid-range. And then it's like, okay, a fairway driver and a driver that I can use on different stuff. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, okay, how do I, like, pick and choose? and Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. It is, because I'm like, but what if I need this shot? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Well, are there shops in London? Like I can just stop in and pick up. Like I'm like, oh man, I really pick want up some like, an like understable. DX plastic. Yeah, or... yeah. Um, but uh, uh, if anybody lives in the UK and listens to the show, um, I don't know actually if there is. I the, the subscription that I have the, to get the analytics doesn't tell me geographically where people are. So I know we've got some listeners from like Scandinavia, and I think we've got hand like some from Germany and places like that. But. Uh, if anybody's in the UK, let me know because I would love to meet up with somebody and definitely want to go play some of his courses. So it looks like there's a pretty robust scene, at least online. So, but everything, everything in England is putting their best face forward. So okay. who knows? You know, disc golf's kind of big everywhere. Like when I started looking into it, all of a sudden, I like didn't realize how big it was yeah you don't see it until you start looking until you're in it you're in it and all bumper stickers and it's everywhere and it still is like a uh it's a niche sport yeah it's and well there's still a tight enough or a small enough community that if you see somebody like in an innova shirt or or a dynamic shirt or something you can go like oh okay that's that's a disc golfer yeah um yeah it's i i love this sport and I know it is just about the silliest thing in the world. <laughs> my my, bro- I talked to my brother the other day, and uh, I will try to post these on the websites or on Facebook so people can see these. But um, I was out on the course, and he lives out of state, so I don't see him all that often. And I told him I was playing disc golf, and um, 
he didn't know that I'd gotten into disc golf. And then he sent me a gif of a guy trying to do a sidearm. Probably lots of people have seen this. And he just, his feet go out from underneath him and he completely falls. And uh, then I sent him back a gif of Millhouse from The Simpsons. I don't remember what episode this is, but it's great, where he throws a Frisbee and it lands. And then he walks over and throws it back to where he was. And he's just playing catch with himself. And that's what I feel like <laughs> disc golf is sometimes. I'm playing catch with myself. No, it's it's kind of true. Yeah, throw it's... the Frisbee, pick it up, throw it again, <laughs> pick it up. And yet that's kind of what makes it fun. Oh, that's is... what appealed to me from it. Yeah, yeah. it's the appeal because you don't really need someone else. Yeah. You don't need to organize a whole team or group of people go play because no. I grew up playing sports and loving sports. And and for me, it was cheaper and kind of more athletic than golf, just like normal ball golf. Yeah. Because I loved ball golf, but as a student, I couldn't afford to pay the green fees or the driving range yeah. fees and discs take up less room in a car than a golf oh, bag yeah. does. And yeah. So that's kind of the appeal to me. Yeah, is... I drive a Ford Escape with 100-plus discs in the back <laughs> of it, and I still went to Costco today and filled up the back of it with more stuff. Like, yeah. you've got your clubs back there. That's pretty much it. Yeah, not a whole lot of room for anything yeah. else. And I dropped a whole lot more money into disc golf than I ever thought I would, but <laughs> still cheaper than golf is what I remind myself. Like, I don't have to pay those green fees for that's true. every course. That's true. There are that's some pay-to-play courses. And I like those. But, I like those courses. Yeah, but it's not every single course. And Yeah, but I think if I were into golf, would I be – you know what? Yeah, because I know golfers, and I've worked enough sporting goods retail because I was going to say – would I be in the shop, you know, once or twice a month looking at new clubs and looking oh. at new, but yes, absolutely you yeah, would because that's even, what golfers do. Yeah. Even before I got into disc golf as a casual ball golfer, I'd go out maybe once a month at most and play. Yeah. Still, every time I was in a sporting good shop, I was in the golf section looking at stuff yeah. and yeah, now like, it's oh, disc this, golf This could help. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the nice thing is there's just not disc golf in very many stores. No, it's at least true. locally. Um, Walmart, I did say this, I think on a previous episode, but when I was on a road trip, I passed through Cedar city, Utah, and I stopped at the Walmart cause I needed to pick up some things. And, um, they had like a pretty decent disc golf selection. It was all innovative stuff, but like I've seen it in a couple Walmarts and, and yeah. I actually just ran into someone who said I need to go play a course down in Cedar city. Oh, said there is a really good. I don't know if it was a mountain course or what, but he Probably said it be. was a Fairly super mountainous. long course, lots of fun, and I love long courses. Yeah. I'm not great at long courses, but I love long courses. I like courses that, I don't like a long course that's just throw far, throw far, throw far. No, there has to be some technicality yeah. to it. Yeah. And not that I'm that good, but yeah, still the best course I've ever played, I think, is Spearfish, South Dakota. Did you ever play that? No, no. It's, I haven't played much outside of the state. I've played yeah. a couple in Montana, a couple down in Texas, and then in-state. The, the cliffside one in Montana, I think, is similar to this one. And it's just okay. basically you're, you're playing around a cliff, and then you go up into the va- like onto the ridge, and you're playing over a valley and then back down. And yeah. It's a great course. But, uh, well. Well, th- Garrett, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, anything else you wanted to tell the people about yourself or about? Uh, not really. That's totally fine. Yeah, just anything you want to plastic and I-, I don't know. Do you want people to follow you on Instagram or Twitter or anything? Or... 
I'm not a big social media well, there person. You go. So yeah, I don't post a whole lot. I'll be on there and look at other people's stuff, but yeah. You won't find stuff about me. Like my wife was even just asking me, she's like, When are you going to post about our wedding? I'm like, You already posted everything. I'm good. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Exactly. So um, don't need to follow me, but if <laughs> you're in and around UVU, come say hi in intramurals or um, other than that. Yeah, I'm going to come down and play your little course. Oh, yeah, sometime. it's awesome. I don't know when I'll be in Orem next. That is a monster of a drive right now because they've got so much construction going on. The construction is terrible. And you live in Salt Lake Valley, right? Yeah, I live in West Jordan and okay. so commute there every, every day. morning. And uh, Are you... Yeah. What time do you, what time do you have to be to work? Uh, so or what time have, are you supposed to be? I to work? have a really flexible schedule. Oh, so so you I can have go like in early key and... stuff I need to do during the day. Okay. Um, so like I have to be there from like 11 to three ish, but other than that, I can fit my schedule around my needs. So you could go in at like eight and so, be done by or yeah. seven and be done. So by a lot of times I try to get there by 7am to beat the traffic. Yeah. And then I'm done by four o'clock and yeah. out the door and beating, beating most of the traffic back up. That's and... nice. I, I, people are listening to this that like live in Houston or California and I get it. I'm from California. Our tra- Salt Lake City traffic is amazing, but during rush hour, oh, there's a stretch that, that Garrett has to drive through every day that is aggravating and yeah. there's so much construction on it right now. Hopefully it'll clear up, but, uh, but Utah traffic is great. Otherwise, because like LA, you will get bumper to bumper traffic at three in the morning. Like it just is that way. You know, there's some freeways that aren't that way, but there's places where it's like, okay, there's just traffic. Yeah. No, here 90% of the time. You're totally fine. There's enough space on the roadways that you're pretty clear. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's like an hour of the day. And there's just like a one mile stretch yep. where you're just stopped and it takes like 20 minutes to do that mile and then you're good. And the other 20 miles takes 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of that one mile that makes you want to just rip your hair out and the rest of the time you're fine and cruising along and no problem. Well, uh, we appreciate you being on the show, Garrett. Thanks for filling in for Chris. Oh, thanks for having me. Because um, otherwise it would have just been me rambling. So, <laughs> so we could get an, an episode out on Tuesday. Um, everybody, thank you for listening to the show. Thanks for writing in. Um, I think we had a question or two that we'll answer when Chris is back. Um, but uh, until next week, keep throwing plastic. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks.